I have a very dramatic announcement. So anyone with a weak heart should leave now. Unreal. Revolution. Uncensored. Revolution. Unfiltered. Revolution. Unchanged. Unadulterated. Unbelievable. CliffCentral.com. We have liftoff. You are listening to Professor David Block. And you're joining me on Looking Up with David Block. It's just awesome to be with you today. I look outside the studio windows here in Ravonia. I see the azure blue skies. I see our closest star to the earth, the sun. Uh, its rays just impregnating our souls, encouraging us to look up. In awe and in wonder. A very hearty welcome to all our precious listeners across the globe. Our contact details in studio are zero eight six one triple five one eight nine. That's zero eight six one triple five one eight nine. The Twitter handle is at cliffcentral.com. My Twitter handle is at Starry Galaxy Man. Duncan, ain't that neat? Just a little bit of a star in there, huh? Starry Galaxy Man. That's perfect, Professor. Okay, is that all right? Good. My car's Galaxy GP, and my Twitter handle is Starry Galaxy Man. <laughs> if you want to reach me on Facebook, you just hit Cliff Central, and you have the professor. But the most common way of reaching us here in studio is certainly the WeChat ID, uh, which is Cliff Central. So keep the questions buzzing. Now today is going to be one of the most exciting days uh, in recent weeks because we're going to be speaking to three very special guests today, uh, Nick, Freya and Jared. And we're going to concentrate very heavily so on the work of one master. And that master is Nathan Sawaya. Now, let me just paint the picture before we kick off with all our questions. I have uh, a dear son, age 23, Aaron, Aaron Eliyahu Block. And Aaron said to me, Dad, there's an exhibit, exhibit in uh, Rosebank, and you've just got to get there, Dad. And so I said, look, Aaron, I've been to the Musée Rodin in Paris. You know what I mean, Duncan. I've, I've dealt with the You've big been chips. around. You know what I mean. I've been around some. And, uh, he, he kept on, you know, saying, Daddy, Daddy, you must, you can't let this exhibit go. So I guess, Duncan, when they start pulling on those strings, some, you give in, right? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Indeed. So there I was. So I went to the zone in Rosebank. And I was blown away by one of the greatest exhibits I believe that this planet has exhibited. I have been to some of the world's greatest museums. But I don't know what it is that this, the sculptures of Lego do to me, but they just drive me crazy. I mean, if you saw me in studio today, you'd actually see I'm wearing a shirt. I did pay for it. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm so in... I just am in love with the work of Nathan Sawaya. And so we have three um, guests with us uh, from Expo RSA. 
and uh, Nick Dreyer and Jared and his wife Freya, not Jared's wife, um, Nick's wife. And uh, so let's kick off uh, with uh, Nick and a little quote from Nathan Sawaya, who uh, has sculptured all these pieces of Lego. And he says, the exhibit uh, engages the child in all of us while at the same time highlighting sophisticated and complex uh, concepts. Tell us how you got to bring this specific exhibit to our shores and to Rosebank. Well, Professor, thanks for having us on the show and lovely to be here first. Thank you, Nick. Um, and thank you for your huge enthusiasm for the Lego exhibition. I think yes. you're, you're now officially our biggest fan. Um, <laughs> I think that must be true. I've been there three times. <laughs> um, how did we get this exhibition? Yes. Well, you know, we came up, we, we, we had this idea to bring traveling exhibitions into South Africa. Yes. We were, we were, we, we'd been in this game in a short time, but we wanted to get really interesting content and uh, we flew to New York where this exhibition was on at uh, Times Square. Yes. And I grew up with Lego. I grew up stepping on Lego and infuriating my mom when she stepped on it. And I grew up building thousands of things and I, I was in love with it. Yeah. And then of course, when I walked into the exhibition, I, I come from a, a, one of the parts of, of my career has been in the arts. I couldn't help but just finding these pieces unbelievably humorous. Mm-hmm. And totally identifiable and beautiful and mm-hmm. completely challenging. And mm-hmm. I, I just, it forces, it forces you to look at art in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we decided that this exhibition should come to South Africa. And, uh, mm-hmm. of course, at the time it had been voted one of the top uh, 10 exhibitions globally. Yes. And, uh, yeah. we, we were, we were adamant. We wanted to bring it. Absolutely. And so we set forth to do so and we met mm-hmm. with Nathan and, mm-hmm. uh, with his business partners mm-hmm. and set out to bring it to South Africa. And, uh, mm-hmm. this year, uh, starting early late last year, we've we've had it in Cape Town and now into, into mm. Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. So it's been great fun bringing it, and uh, and uh, we've had we've learned many lessons, and we've had we've had a great time bringing it to the people mm. of South Africa, mm. and also especially to the kids. Mm. Now you've spoken about the kids, of course, and I want to go that route right away. We, listeners, when you enter this uh, Art of the Brick exhibit at the Zone in Rosebank, now you've got to go. Listen to the professor. I'm a professor. You've got to go. You cannot miss this one. Folk, you cannot miss it. Now, I think you've sensed my enthusiasm. (laughs) But the point is, when you go inside, it's very dark, which is very appealing to me as an astronomer. It's very, very dark. And so I just wondered. And then I heard... A voice, and it was the voice of um, the sculptor, Nathan Sawaya, and he just said he loves doing this because it's just such fun. And that just, you know, just resonated so deeply within my soul. And then I went into the first room, and Duncan, this is what I saw. I saw the big five. Now listen to me, Duncan. I saw the big five, but they were stacked on top of each other Hmm. and casting the most incredible shadow onto a picture of the African savannah. And so that immediately impregnated within my neurophysiological processes the importance of light and shade. 
Jared, could you please tell us, I think your lighting guys deserve a medal each. I mean, a gold medal. I mean, the juxtaposition of light and dark. You see the big five, Duncan. I don't know if we can bring up I, a picture. I want to Google it now, Professor. But we'll Google it or whatever. Yeah. Oh, there's the ch- Is that the chiller? No, that's not the chiller. But Google the big five if we can, if it is on the web. And uh, you see this, and then you see the incredible lighting. And, you know, someone came up to me and said to me, I think the shadow's more striking than even the sculpture. They both are just... How did you get these experts in lighting to do what they actually did, Jared? Well, Professor, I think it's a, um, a question of thanking Nick and everybody as a team from Expo RSA. They actually got involved with the whole the lighting structure, the planning of the actual... Uh, layout of the lighting structure and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and the plan. So I think the best of all is the team from Expo mm-hmm. RSA mm-hmm. that uh, got to that point of where mm-hmm. many many hours on top of ladders. Yes, I understand, but there's something more, uh, Nick, than simply you know having a spotlight and letting it shine onto something. The the uniqueness. Of the lighting. That's what moved me. Interesting enough in the exhibit. The exhibit moved me. But then the lighting even moved me more, I suppose. I don't know what it was, but it was just such a beautiful uh, juxtaposition between light and darkness. For example, the big five. That just, I don't know, it did something to me. It looked like you've got motion within motion. It's, it's not simple lighting. It isn't simple lighting, but it, it is made a hell of a lot easier by the fact that the shapes are what they are. Yes. And I think that pixelated nature of Lego yes. lights well. Yes. And it's a highly reflective piece of plastic, effectively. Yes. Yes. So the, the lighting is, uh, it, it's made a lot easier by the fact that these, 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 these objects cast unbelievably uh, interesting shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, they really, really yeah. do. But I can tell you now that the lighting project, um, uh, the lighting project is effectively install all the works and then uh, get the team that Nathan has actually has a lighting expert that comes out and then works very closely with our technical team, which is Jared, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get the right bulbs to, f- to get the right throw and the right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. So they actually do come in from overseas. Yeah. We have okay. to source the lighting ourselves here, but they have expertise that they then get Jared up onto a ladder for about two weeks and, and uh, <laughs> his job is to, to get the lighting spot on. But it is a, it is a team effort, as Jared says, but it, yes. it, it's made a lot easier by the fact that this Lego yes. sculpture casts such wonderful shadows. Yes. You know, I must say, uh, listeners, that I have flown in from Paris. Um, the Rodin, the, at the Musée Rodin, his famous, the thinker. And so Jared allowed me to bring the thinker into the, next to the Lego piece of the, uh, thinker. And the lighting guys immediately went up there and they are masters. I mean, <laughs> really, I said I want it this way and I want, I didn't say this NC Lumen, but they just knew lighting creates the mood. Yes. Lighting creates the full, the, 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 the ambiance, doesn't it, Duncan? When you enter a restaurant, isn't it the lighting that does it for you or is it the food? Professor, I know whenever I'm with uh, a special someone in my life. Yes. I want the lights to be dim. Yes. Exactly. The whole ambiance. Oh, good. Yeah. The sort of the element of the romance. Yes. <laughs> and that's what it did it for me is I stepped in. You see, that's exactly what it looked like is I stepped into darkness. And there was Nathan's quotes and so forth. Uh, tell me a little bit. I mean, you obviously, 
Uh, thousands of school children have been involved in going through this exhibit at the uh, zone in Rosebank. But Faye, can you tell us a bit more about uh, the school children? You just need to come somewhat closer to the mic and hug it some. But I'll uh, come in closer. Good. That's what <laughs> I want. Otherwise, I can't hear. Yes. Okay, so basically my um, my position at Expo RSA is to look after all of the school kids and um, control of their bookings. Okay. Um, it's been a wonderful challenge. Um, it's not something I'm, I'm normally used to, but um, you know, since the inception of Expo RSA, that's been my position, and it's really just um, contacting the schools and making them aware of of the exhibitions because mm-hmm. this is obviously a new concept in mm-hmm. the country. Um, I mean, I'm from England, and you know, I, I'm very, you know, growing up in school, I was very used to going to exhibitions all the time, traveling up to London, yes. going to all the museums and the galleries and the exhibitions. But here, it's a, you know, relatively new mm-hmm. um, concept. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to educate the actual educators first of all, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, try and win them round and see that, you know, this is actually a very important thing yes. to see and yes. to go and do. Yes. And visually very impactful for kids to see Absolutely. because they'd have to travel all around the world mm-hmm. to go and see these exhibitions mm-hmm. and we bring mm-hmm. it to their doorstep. So mm-hmm. it was so important for mm-hmm. them to come see it. Mm-hmm. And we've had, um, you know, kids from all walks of life come and see the exhibition, which is enriching for me. Mm. I suppose that, uh, well, there are just so many favorites that I had regarding this exhibit. I mean, I just loved so many of these pieces. Duncan, I don't really know where to start, and when a professor doesn't know where to start, that series. But I suppose that uh, Van Gogh's The Starry Night, made out of Lego, is just a masterpiece. Here we have Van Gogh uh, painting The Starry Night, and Nathan Sawaya has gone and... Built this out of Lego. Yeah. Listeners, listen to me. You've got 3,493 bricks, pieces of Lego, in this incredible piece of art, 73.7 by 92.1 centimeters. And even though it's a replica, I don't know what it is. But it drew something out of me. I mean, obviously, I'm an astronomer and I'm in love. I'm in love with the beauty of the night sky, as Duncan knows. But, well, I hope you know that, Duncan. (laughs) Of course I know that. (laughs) But the point really is, uh, what does the Van Gogh do to the three of you? I mean, there's something about that starry night that just blows me away. Jared. uh, Prof, you're very right. It is very... Uh, inspiring how it's a 2D art. When you go close to it, you don't yes, really see the focus of it. And mm-hmm. as soon as you step back, once again, it's all about the lighting. Uh, we've got those nice pro, um, uh, profile, profile lights. lights where it costs a nice shadow around mm-hmm. the actual art piece. Mm-hmm. So, yes, mm-hmm. it's a very, very inspiring mm-hmm. art piece. Mm-hmm. What does it do to you? Because it's just so – to me, it's magical. I don't know. I just – I, you know, Duncan, I spent hours in that place. They should have charged me double. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> um, Nick, for me, for me, I find it, I find it, uh, I find it humorous in a way. Yes. Because I think the audacity to tackle something like the story, story night mm. would normally put you up in jail. Yes. You know, if you, yes. you, you can't just go and replicate mm. something like that. But because mm. it's done with a toy, mm. I think it makes it completely Fine, mm, because it's mm, a derivative thing. Mm. But 
for me, the, the thing that I find fascinating, I think you quoted this two and a half odd thousand mm. bricks in that mm. specific work. Mm. Um, it, it, it goes to show that with two and a half thousand effectively brush strokes, yeah. uh, Nathan can create something where I, I would imagine uh, Van Gogh had used a, a number more brush of strokes course, than that. Of course. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the, the other thing that I find interesting is the nature of its the, the, it's pixelated form. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you've touched on that often, pixelated yeah. form. That's obviously something that sort of resonates with me. And I'll t- I'd like to just interject, if I may, sure. and say this, that in each one of us, we have a dream. Uh, Martin Luther King said, I have a dream. Now, the point is, you know, people often ask me, Professor, you know, how do I actually reach for my goal? How do I reach for my dream? Now, when you go very close to the starry night, of course, you just, you don't see the starry night. You're just seeing a brick, a brick, and yet a little piece of Lego, right? Mm -hmm. But yet when you step back, and then you have to step further back and further, you know, Duncan, I nearly fell into a black hole, I think. I was right at the edge standing on the (laughs) wall, you know what I mean? I was taking some pictures of this. But I needed a nice perspective. (laughs) Is that when you far, the perspective is awesome. Yet when you close, you cannot see what is going on? And that is so true in our lives, is that you and I are living with passion, with awe, with wonder, with dreams to fulfill. But the point is, how do we cast those dreams into an enigmatic whole? And I think the wonder of Nathan's work is that... Uh, when, you know, you've spoken about pixelation, Nick. When you get close, you've got pixelation. But when you step out, life, it tells me the story of my life. Take a different perspective. I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head, and it's no more true. And Freya's been around with lots of schools and lots of kids. But it's no more true than when you see kids, how they interact. It's so important that they walk through, and in that room where he's recreated the masters, of course, all the children recognize the Starry Starry Night or yes. the Mona Lisa especially yes. Yes. and yes. they stop and it's in that room where yes. I think the penny drops as to what the exhibition is yep. all about which is taking amazing objects and mm. subject matter and recreating it in a mm. medium that you'd never have expected mm. and I think that's Freya will jump in here but she's walked around with loads of schools and their Tell reaction us. to the Mona Tell Lisa us, or the Starry Starry Night I think you know what the exhibition offers is obviously from a historical point of view, um, from an art history point of view, that's why it's great for school kids because they get mm-hmm. to witness so many subjects under one roof. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, for me, you know, the art, it evokes a lot of feelings, whether right. it's good or bad or happy optional. or sad. Or it's mm. not op- Exactly, it's not mm. optional. And I think when you look at Starry Night, you actually mm. forget that it's actually made out of Lego. Mm. And people actually forget that the medium used mm. is a children's toy. Mm. So... At the end, you know, they, 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 they're so awestruck by, by what mm. they've seen. Mm. Um, but yeah, mm. f- for, for school kids, it's been, mm. it's been an absolute eye opener. For mm. me, who's actually seen re- uh, the real Starry Night, mm. and, you know, mm. in real life mm. and just seeing this. It's it, awesome. It, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. It's the it same, is, it's same it? subject. It's completely but, um, different. Yeah. But it evokes very different, mm-hmm. you know, memories. Mm-hmm. And Jared in front of me is wearing the art of the brick. And that's the whole thing, is it's not only the science of the brick. I mean, we can teach you about the science of the bricks, but it's the art. And I love this interface. I suppose that's why I'm just, 
I think I must go back to this exhibit again, Duncan. I think you, you must. Because, you see, I'm just hooked. I don't know. It's like a Professor, drug. if you buy three, you, know, you, can come for, you can come for free. So uh, you're, okay, most, you're most welcome to come on as our I guest. I must go. Duncan, we must come. To go. Now, listen to me, folks. You need to see this exhibit, all right? Now, Nathan, a hearty welcome to you. Nathan says, uh, first of all, I sense your enthusiasm proper. Well, I'm glad. You know, I don't work at FBOB. I could have chosen to work at FBOB or Doves, but I have decided to stay where the passion is, where the enthusiasm is. One of the reasons, of course, I work with Gareth Cliff and Rena Brimberg is that, and Duncan is that I just I ooze here. So I sense your enthusiasm, Prof Block. Is the exhibit still... On. Who wants to tackle that one? Nick. The answer is yes, the exhibit is still on, and we've actually, due to popular demand, we've had to extend. So we're open now until the, Jared, help you, the 12th, 12th of August? 12th of August, yes. Mm-hmm. And our trading hours are from seven, from 9 in the morning till 7 in the evening. So from 9 in the morning till 7 in the evening. Don't come too early um, because the doors are locked. Uh, I learned the hard way. <laughs> but uh, I was so enthusiastic, I was standing outside, couldn't wait to get in. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you? Imagine a professor of applied mathematics standing waiting for the doors to open, Duncan. There must be something here. So it's been extended until uh, later in August, and it's in the zo- at the zone in Rosebank. And just give folks some directions for those out of town in terms of once you're at the mall type thing. Okay, well, once you get to the mall, basically yes. it will be where the movies is. Okay, uh, where the movies you, are, yeah. Uh-huh. And you'll come across past the Jimmy Killer Prawns and yes. then down the escalator and you'll find the entrance of our uh, exhibition right. after the break, yes. Right. There's lots of signage. So if you get lost, there's loads of signage to yeah. follow within the zone. Yeah. And, uh, of course, there's some yeah. helpful staff around. Yeah. So, Nathan, again, um, a hearty welcome, and you carry on and ask another question. Just great to have all this input. Prof, Lego seems to be an art that's lost in our school kids with all this technology. Well, I'll add my thoughts, but Freya, go for it. Um, goodness, I don't think so. I think kids are still pretty creative, but I think this is just another outlet for them yes. to um, to yes. come and see a different aspect of mm-hmm. art. Mm-hmm. We mustn't lose um, yeah. Art enthusiasts, you know, it's right. such a creative thing, and, and right. you can make it out of absolutely anything, as right. Nathan Sawyer shows. Right. So I think it's extremely important for for kids to continue mm-hmm. with their, you know, with with art, mm. whether it be drawing in the sand or you know playing right. with toys mm-hmm. or um, you know painting at school or creating or building something visually. You know, I, th- I think it's hugely important for for kids to to mm-hmm. continue, mm-hmm. and this is just another way. So what I'd like to say as an add-on to that, uh, Nathan, is that I wouldn't just restrict art to being lost in our school kids. You're right, but I would say that art in general is being lost in terms of when last have you seen someone in your lounge, Nathan, just sitting, just sitting, thinking. Like Rodin's The Thinker. I think that is just an awesome question. And Nathan, you can tell me when last you've seen a man sitting thinking, but uh, most people tell me they've never seen that in all these years of their lives. And so I would say that, but let me tell you this. I have to tell you this, listeners, otherwise I would be failing myself, is that we were saying earlier before we came on air that this exhibit brings out the raw in you. Now, let me explain. 
I am also a professor of masks. If you go to www.amazon.com, you'll see my book, Shrouds of the Night, our awesome new view of galaxies unmasked. So I've been steeped in the world of marks, masks for, uh, for many decades. But, and so I entered this area of the exhibition called The Human Condition. And this is just an area where I could get lost for hours and hours and hours. I suppose the most moving piece was, Nick, uh, you know, the man standing upright. How tall would he be? I mean, he's almost life-size, and he's holding this mask. That Just tell us about that, because that's, that's bringing out the raw in each one of us, our actual emotions, how we're actually feeling deep inside. Well, this this specific work is actually it's quite literal, and it, it references Nathan Saway as an individual. You know, Nathan Saway, as uh, as you will see when you if you visit the exhibition, was a was a very successful lawyer in um, in New York, and uh, and decided to 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 become a Lego artist, mm-hmm. and it was his passion. He followed his passion, mm-hmm. absolutely. But of course, there was, this, there was this um, there was this there was this leap of faith that had to be taken and mm-hmm. of course there was this different identity to him mm-hmm. i mean if you had to line up every commercial lawyer in new york and pick the one that would become a lego artist it would be near impossible right. so this work is actually quite literal as in he's removing an old face and revealing and it's it's quite cautionary because the face underneath is flat mm-hmm. so it's it was it's sort of right at the beginning of that process to go okay cool i'm going to take off my mask i'm going i'm going to reveal my true, Wonderful. my true self. Wonderful. So I think it is literal. It definitely references Nathan in my mind. Mm-hmm. But of course, the great thing is you could walk through this exhibition, and this is the point of Nathan's work. You could interpret that for yourself in many, many ways. Yes. And the way, the fact that it's made out of Lego mm-hmm. is is exactly to that point. Is that it, it, you could re- interpret it in millions of different mm. ways. Mm. Um, that specific work, I think, uh, is it, remarkable. It, it, mm-hmm. it literally talks about having something underneath the, the the image we portray to the rest of the world. So often, is it not so? We live our lives and we're wearing our masks, but this man is taking his. Keep that on, please. This mask is, that mask is really just, I don't know, it really just, Duncan, what does it do for you? Tell me, come. <laughs> All he's putting me on the spot, Professor. But, uh, I mean, the point is, you've got this man, look, Duncan, you've got to come with me to the exhibit, otherwise, I mean, you know, we may as well go and work at, at Doves or Airbob. But the point <laughs> is, what does this really do for you, Duncan? I mean, you need to see it, of course. I mean, it's like me saying you've got, you know, this awesome girl to meet. And you say, well, Prof, I've never seen her. You're just speaking about her. And you have to, you yeah, have yeah. to touch the real thing, right? Just bear in mind that it's a, it's a six foot one object. Yes. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yeah. So I think that's right. W- w- what I'm getting from this whole picture, Professor, yes. is that, uh, yes. uh, in our everyday lives, uh, yes. we're all putting on masks, masks. That's right. Absolutely. So, uh, it's about time we take those masks off mm-hmm. and just reveal ourselves mm-hmm. who we are, what we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a question of, as Nathan says in his book here, or in the little handout, it's from dreams to reality. Now, Duncan has put something up on the screen, and I've got it here too. Nathan says, create what you see. Wow, that's awesome. Create what you see. Not everybody... Well, let me read the quote first. It's wrong for a professor to interject halfway through a quote. I quote... Create what you see. Create 
what you feel. Create what you have never seen. Just create. And that takes us into the whole phase space of creativity. And I mean, this Expo RSA is absolutely remarkable in terms of uh, ingenuity in bringing this exhibit of Nathan's to South Africa. Tell me the logistics of, I mean, how many crates are involved, Jared, in actually bringing this exhibit to South Africa? Okay, um, regarding to the art pieces, this yes. was uh, three contain- two containers. Two containers. containers. Uh, mm-hmm. Each piece has its own crate, except for the art, the, the actual paintings. How many pieces are there, approximately? There are 76 art pieces, okay. uh, which one will stay here, the big five. It yes. will stay in South Africa. Oh, is that staying in South Africa? So it gives me more time to photograph yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yes, each art piece has got its own crate with styrofoam in it to secure it. Uh, as Nathan said before, before he started gluing it, he used to... Uh, Take it to to a art gallery and stuff, and then when they would open the box, the box would be broke. Uh, the, the art piece would be broken into a thousand pieces, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously you can imagine that um, the museum couldn't have been happy with that. So he started gluing his art pieces together. So it has it's, it's quite a tedious uh, process having to put all those um, art pieces in the crates and stuff, and then yeah. Um, I think what's unique about um, Nathan as well is that because there were so many breakages whenever he'd. You know, take a take a art piece to a to a museum, yes, and it would break so easily. Yes, he's actually, he's actually created his own glue because um, normal ah, glue would actually erode the plastic. About this. Yeah, it is actually erodes. Is it erode. a special glue? It is absolutely it's his okay. unique mixture, um, and it, and it's worked so far. Okay, so in other words, is every Lego piece glued to every other Lego piece, so the absolutely. thing can't break? Absolutely, yes. Okay, Jared, but they but. But we you have know, a lot of people touch them and that. So, Jared, yes, we've had a few uh, mishaps uh, with the actual thing, not thinker, the, yeah, the, the, the one with the head with all the pieces around it. Yes. So that's broken a few times. The, the cat has also broken a few times. The love me not, the lady's rose has disappeared a few yes. times. We've actually found it actually yes. in our actual play pits. Uh-huh. People love sticking loose pieces of Lego onto it as well. Oh, really? And yeah. so, yeah, yeah. But yeah. we have a guy on site who's, who's part of the production team who mm-hmm. immediately Rick. gets in touch with the, 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 cur- oh, the, the, the advisors mm-hmm. in, in the States and then, uh, he, he's instructed on how to repair mm-hmm. them. So I also want to share, listeners, something which I found extraordinary. Now, you're looking up with David Block. You can reach us in studio on 0861 But I know you're just listening intensely now, and we chat ID Cliff Central. But I suppose that uh, if I look at the red face mask, that was awesome. But then the one that really also touched me is one called Everlasting. Now, you see, Duncan, this is very much how the professor looks when he's naked. Um, you know, everything <laughs> hangs out. <laughs> you know, it just hangs loose. <laughs> this is one of my favorite pieces. Tell us about it, Freya. What does it do to you? It's obviously the, the, the older gentleman and the older lady. Yes. Um, I think it's, um, it's Nathan trying to, you know, d- create something that's not the... What, what, well, it's actually the norm and yes. not beautiful people and size six bodies and rippling muscles. You know, it's, it's the full of figure people. Yes. Well, it's I kudos just, to, to the normal and people. And it's red for love. It's yes. Beautiful. Wow. 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 <laughs> well, uh, well, we've just had walk into studio a little guy called Tendai. Tendai has been following me 
wherever I go, well, not, that's not true. I mean, not to the bathroom, of course, but uh, wherever I go, and Tendai's here in studio with us. I just love igniting the mindsets, not only of my precious students at WITS, but also the precious mindsets of our leaders of tomorrow. Tendai, how old are you? You're eight years old. All right, I just want you to tell the people, there's a little mic. Uh, I want to tell, to introduce you. Give us your full name, Tendai. Tendai Martin Mozandwa. Okay, Tendai, and um, how long have you been interested in astronomy? Because you seem to be so passionate about astronomy. Two years now. About two years, and you've been reading my books, right, and videos and DVDs. And what is it that excites you about astronomy so much? I don't really know. Okay. Do you believe that <laughs> dreams are built one brick at a time? In other words, dreams aren't just realized, but you've got to take step by step by step like you came to visit me. Is that how you see your life unfolding, although you're still so young? Mm, I think I'm still so young. I think you are still <laughs> so young. But it's a wonderful thing. That's the time of just... Enjoying your life to the full Tendai, have you been to see this Lego exhibition? No, I've never You never Now listen, your daddy needs to take you there, see You're and invited, Tendai Yeah, you're invited, <laughs> absolutely So the everlasting peace is just so wonderful Because Nathan says love Okay, what is it showing? It's showing a man like me holding a wife um, well, my wife, you know, and uh, let me not go into too many details. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, so all is exposed, Duncan, as you can see in Everlasting. But uh, we read here, love is eternal. It lasts well. It lasts well, like a good wine. But he didn't say that, Duncan. <laughs> Those are my words. Let me read this properly. Love is eternal. It lasts well beyond the early years. A big belly or beautiful long hair. That's what makes love all the, mu all the more beautiful. Quote unquote. That the little pieces of Lego, I don't know, they talk to me. There's an emotion there. It's of... People who've walked down the road long time and are they holding hands. There's the awesome power of the touch. Is that what you believe uh, really touches the school children? I mean, have they commented on which is the school children's favorite piece? Um, I'd love to say everlasting, but it's actually the, the six foot T-Rex that we have. Okay. Yes. Um, I know. It's that so is impressive. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us the dimensions, can you? Cause it's, it's six foot. It's, uh, it takes him, Na uh, Nathan Sawaya, um, three months to build. Just wow. one. And I wow. think there's actually two others that travel around wow. the world. Wow. Um, and 80,000 bricks were used to, to build the exhibition, uh, to build that. One exhibit. 80,000 bricks. Just for that just one for exhibit. That. No, that's incredible. Yeah. So you see, Duncan, each one of us, it appeals. The Legos appeal in different ways. Yeah. Um, I just passed the dinosaur, Duncan. You know what I mean, the prop. I was more interested in the everlasting and the mask <laughs> and the raw and opening up. You can see I'm so excited. You've got to get to that ro zone in Rosebank. I mean, even if you park on the roof. You've got to, you've got to see this exhibit. And Tendai, you have to get Daddy to bring you to that exhibit. I'm otherwise, sure we can sort something out. Otherwise, there'll be a crime <laughs> committed, Freya. Um, especially that this is rated by CNN as one of the uh, top ten in the world. Now, how does this exhibit apply to your life and to my life? 
Well, as we walk the dusty streets of Soweto, as we walk the dusty streets of Alexander, as we walk the dusty streets of Johannesburg, and as we walk the streets anywhere in the world, there are people. And people are not always looking up. Many people are looking down. People need a candle. People need a flame. People need something to hold on to, to take them from the sublime to the magical. And uh, life, I suppose, is built of dreams. Are we not reminded of a famous speech? So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. One of the most famous, famous speeches in modern times. I have a dream. Now, there's one area in the exhibit uh, which also caused me to stop. I don't know how many times I stopped, Duncan. I think I stopped more than I started, actually. I think Jared nearly not locked me inside the one day. I mean, he didn't know I was still in, but I was. Uh, but fortunately, I've been said in case I'm locked in. But... Uh, there's an area of blue. So just imagine, I'll show everybody here, this area of blue light. Okay, So there's this immense area of blue, creativity of blue, like the skies in Gauteng today. And then you've got this figure lying down, and uh, either he or she is swimming. And I, it's called the swimmer, and I was just fascinated because there's motion, there's creativity. What do you see, Duncan, when you look at the swimmer? I mean, there's just so much, but let me not tell you what you see. I want to know what you see. Well, Professor, it looks like an under, under, undersea environment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it just looks like a mermaid. Yes. Just relaxing. Right. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Yeah. But it's so all about perception, like you it's said. It's all about perception. It's all about perspective. But what Nathan's comment is, is this. And this is a little message for Tendai, who's joined us in the studio, is, now I quote, swim against the current. Follow your own path. Find the courage within. Now, having met Mr. Mandela a number of times, I can tell you that his legacy is one of always swimming against the current. I've spent many hours in the presence of his dear friends, including uh, Advocate Bezos, who was on this show, this broadcast, and... I suppose the whole life of Nelson Mandela is to swim against the current. And that's why I love these pieces so much, is each one tells a story. But is this a, very, a, a really popular piece, um, Freya, amongst the school children? Absolutely. Um, we actually have a, um, had a couple of schools um, sit and 
actually sketch the the swimmer because they oh, found wow. it so beautiful. Oh wow! And and we put a, a big bench there. Yes. Well, we actually had that in the beginning. We actually had to take it away because people would sit there for hours and hours. And mm-hmm. as much as we would love people to mm-hmm. sit there, and we do let them sit there for hours, we actually had to take it away because they had a bit of a bottleneck there. Mm-hmm. But um, and we get that in in many places in the in the exhibition. But mm-hmm. this one especially, it's so serene. Mm-hmm. We have a wonderful sound um come over the you know the, the um. Absolutely, yeah, don't it's, it's you? It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One what of is, our is this one of your favorite pieces? Nick? This is absolutely one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that's is anybody that's sort of seen a lot of art or three D sculpture and all the rest of it, it, movement is difficult. You know, that's very true. To achieve movement is mm-hmm. difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the swimmer is actually is, is not moving, mm-hmm. yet the mechanics of the the sculpture itself. It's inevitably moving because mm-hmm. it's swimming. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't stand, know. you mm-hmm. can't lie still in that position mm-hmm. for very long if you're in mm-hmm. water. You, mm-hmm. You're inevitably going to be swimming. Mm-hmm. And then the lighting is, is, is done in such a way that it, it sort of looks a little bit like reflective water and in this blue space. Right. Um, what I find fascinating about that specific work is that it's, in, it, it's swimming in a sea of Lego. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also quite interesting. The, the narrative there is that, you, you know, you swim against the current, but funnily enough, you're, you're, you're kind of in the current. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. you, you're part of it, as well as uh, as, as trying to get through it, right. uh, so, so to speak. Right. Um, and it's it's absolutely uh, uh, one of the top works of the exhibition, and and mm-hmm. co- it causes a lot of people to stand mm-hmm. there and look at it for long periods. Now, of time. obviously, lighting here was v- crucially important. You've almost got this waterfall effect uh, as it, the water's cascading down. Uh, how did you create that? I mean, that's really real mastery in lighting, Jared. Well, there's, uh, with the lighting, there's two lights that come with, that come with the actual exhibition. Yes. Uh, it's a motion light. Uh, and then we've also got a few other, uh, park and lights surrounding it, which also mm-hmm. causes, creates a, um, a nice lighting blue effect over mm-hmm. the, the art piece. It moves me. This exhibit moves me. And we are talking about an exhibit of Lego. Uh, the art of the brick, a life in Lego. And this is not only for school children. Of course, it is also, but not only. This exhibit brought out in me uh, depth, uh, standing back, uh, perception, uh, reflection, thinking, and... I have to congratulate Expo RSA for uh, giving me the opportunity for, uh, you know, to facilitate me seeing these incredible pieces of art. We're wrapping up, but just in the last minute or so, uh, what next for Expo RSA as this obviously moves on to Dubai? Well, you know, like I said in the beginning, one of the things we're interested in is bringing content or Educational and entertaining yes. museum quality yes. exhibitions right. to South Africa. Right. That really is our core focus. So, what's happening next? Or is next is no next. And it went live a couple of days ago okay. for ticket sales. The next is Titanic, the okay. world's the, the the real artifact exhibition. So, of is the this Titanic. real artifact? In this other is words, artifacts from the actual ship. That's exactly correct, mm-hmm. and it is the the world's most 
most attended exhibition. Wow. Uh, I think Fran knows the stat. How many? 24 and a half million people across the globe have seen this, really? uh, this, this yeah. one really? exhibition. Yeah. And so that's unique. I mean, this one is ca- it comes it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, yeah, every yeah. other yeah. exhibition okay. that's global. Yeah, it's coming. It uh, opens on September the eight, uh, 18th. 18th. So Freya, remember 17th. to invite me, please. Yeah. Yes. On the top 18th. of the list. <laughs> and uh, and yes. t- ticket sales have gone live on web tickets, so it's available. I see. Okay. Um, and we've got a really. What must they type in to go? Or just go into web tickets uh, and web tickets, uh, and yes. uh, just look for Titanic. It'll be on okay. their front page starting okay. yesterday, and uh, okay. so it's very easy. And we've got a really cool special for anyone that wants to get their tickets early. Right. Um, and then uh, watch the calendar because next year we we looks like we've got a, a, a museum exhibition from the New York uh, the Museum of Natural History, Wonderful. which is sensational and mm-hmm. potentially also um, the an exhibition, a Chinese exhibition, which deals with the Terracotta Army. Oh, so, so now we, then we'd have to have you back because that that's a different subject. Duncan. We're very excited that one about just that one. goes. I mean, yeah. that one it really fray is that something different? Absolutely, it's so yeah. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the sort of stuff we're bringing. It's a, it's oh. it's educational. It's and yeah. we feel like it's important to bring things that would be very tough to see if you if you if you live in South Africa if you didn't travel. Right. Um. So that's the game. But look out for right. Titanic. It's. Uh, I can tell you now, it's going to be the blockbuster exhibition of the year. Well, there you have it from Nick himself is that it's going to be the blockbuster of the year. So that's a lovely note to end on because my name is David Block. And so it's really a pun on the word block and it's going to be a blockbuster. (laughs) And in the last 15 seconds, I would like to encourage you to always look up, to remember that your lives are built one brick at a time. Put that one Lego piece upon the other Lego piece. This is Professor David Block signing out. Goodbye. Cliffcentral.com